Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Welcome to the Mind Twist, a conspiracy theory radio show where we bring you some of the world's most controversial, thought-provoking, and unresolved conspiracy theories. We cut through the red tape and take a closer look at the paradoxes, evidences, and history. The harder it is to believe, the more intriguing it becomes. Let's unravel the evidence together and find what's concealed in the world's most disputed conspiracies and get to the truth, or will we? And now, get ready to have your mind twisted on Mind Twist Conspiracy Theory Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Twist Conspiracy Theory Radio show right here on the Lions Radio Network. I am your host, Donna Lyons, with your other host, Mac Watkins. Hey, how are you? I am good. You know, I wanted to let our listeners know that um, our guest is running a little behind, but we're going to call her in about eight minutes or so, and she'll be ready to talk with us. But I'm going to go ahead and give you her a little bit of background on her. Her name is Barbara Lamb, a renowned researcher of alien abduction phenomenon um, and crop circles. She has extensive knowledge of numerous kinds of beings who are different than the typical gray aliens we so often see described. These beings have an amazing variety of agendas for the humans with whom they interact. And Barbara teaches about the reasons given by them for their actions with us, physical, um, psychological, mental, and spiritual, helping us to make more sense of the perplexity perplexing phenomenon. Um, as a licensed psychotherapist, certified hypnotherapist, and regression therapist, God, that's a lot to say, Barbara Lamb has conducted more than 1,800 regressions to people's encounters with unusual non-human beings. She's given dozens of lectures and conferences and presentations all over the world. So we're really excited to have her on tonight. And um, Eva and I have been looking forward to this. We had to reschedule one time, so uh, she was a little bit. We did connect with her, so we will call her very shortly. Uh, what kind of questions are you going to ask her? Because I, my mind what? is going crazy thinking of all these cool things to ask. Well, you know, you know, uh, it, it is now it is now 2000 that she's done the regressions on. By the way, and these are just people who have been abducted. That's not counting all the other regressions and past lives that she's done, you know, like through trauma, just regular, you know, just being a therapist. But right. she, I've been listening a lot to a different interviews of her, and she's just fascinating because she's been doing this for 40 years, like way back in the 70s. So yeah. she, and she has a very interesting story of how she even got to, how she even got on to doing uh, abductees and then doing hybrid and all the information about high risk. Now, the interesting thing here is that there are, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. David Jacobs who has a completely different perspective about alien abductees and what's happening with aliens. Now, please, I, I have not read everything about Dr. Jacobs, so this is not my opinion. This is just some things that I've read on the Internet about how he perceives okay so just i just want to let everybody know from what i understand is that dr david jacobs and the late bud hopkins have had a, a they have different perspectives about aliens and hybrids about how they're all inter you know inner um, sprinkling themselves into the world and into the planet so that they eventually start to take over, okay? And this is, like, from a particular, uh, I guess, group or several groups of extraterrestrials, okay? So now that's that perspective. So it's, like, you know, negative abduction experiences, you know, that sort of thing. So now, Barbara, what 
her um, is perspective is from what I've been hearing and listening is that since she has had so much um, therapy uh, experience and regression, so hers and from my perspective as you know as an intuitive and psychic, I think that certain people come to her. Now that's my perspective because she talks about like the people who come to her have good experiences. They start to interact with the terrestrials. They start right. to find out what their purpose is. And they and the hybrids start to um, also talk about their purpose. So it'll be an interesting ride, interesting ride with her. Yeah, exactly. I, and she's so soft-spoken. She's just a sweetheart. I, I love her stories. I was listening to one. She was talking about a mom. Um, and the child, and now the child ha- is abducted once in a while, but the child comes back very happy. So, uh, it's so interesting, like you said, their, her perspective on it versus someone else. It's not, it doesn't seem scary to her. She doesn't make it scary. I mean, you know, she does talk about that there are the ones out there that can be uh, very scary, but um, she doesn't see that very often. So it's it's going to be, and when she abducted her I'm sorry? Wasn't she abducted? I, you know, I don't know. And those are the questions that I have for her, you know, her yeah. interactions. Because she does have a book about the hybrids. It's called Meet the Hybrids. Um, right. But she also has, um, those are the questions that I wanted to ask her about, you know, having to come along with, uh, I mean, to explain to us how she does it and the certain experiences with some of that, I think, which I think would be interesting for people out there who may feel that they've been abducted. Also, she explains of how the hybrids feel and what they feel like, the ones who did not know that they were hybrids, you know, and the right. different types of hybrids. And it's just it's fascinating. And the more that she kept talking, I'm like, you know, geez, this is kind of the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Because she talks about how this, this little boy, that this child, goes up to the mother's being, you know, uh, talked to and being taken, and the little boy's being taken, but he gets to go play with all the little hybrid kids. Yes. And, and I think he that's gets the story to go I play. was listening to. Yeah. And then he gets to go play, and then they start teaching, like, developing his psychic skills. I mean, it's just really cool. It's kind of cool, really, when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has some great stories. So I'm really... Um, I want people to know what I'm going to do is I'm going to, ask, you know, one of the questions I ask is how she got into all this and if she can explain that. And, you know, because you have so many incredible questions, I'm going to let you run with it and uh, kind of sit back and listen because, you know, I find this fascinating. You know how I talk about how do you see an alien when you're out and out? And, we, and we've talked about this on the show before about you saying, you know, they're there, they're out there. And you can tell, I mean, if you can really get into it um, and you have that special gift you could tune into knowing uh who's out there that's an alien they could be sitting right there next to you and never know yeah and 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 you, and you started to notice it too once we started to talk about yeah. it and you started uh-huh. to tune in and use and use your skills and you start to understand what the who the hybrids are so it's it's, it's really it's fascinating i also believe that there there's some nasty ones out there too because i've had some encounter with some pretty nasty stuff so there are out there okay so Mm -hmm. but what she gets is these people who are from that experience and i think there's a purpose for it so let's call her and ask her let's call her right now so we're going to dial her number and you guys get to listen in we're calling her She'll be ready for us. She knows we're calling. Hello. Hi, Barbara. It's Donna again and Ema. <laughs> we are live. Good. Wonderful. I'm glad to be with you. Well, thank you so hi. much. I'm so- yeah, Ema's yelling hi. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry I'm I'm late, but um, everything's perfectly fine now. Oh, it is. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, I've already given the listeners your background and what you do and who you are. And I think Ema has a ton of great questions, so I'm going to let her run with those. But first, I want to ask you is, tell us how you, what's your 
background that got you into being a hypnotherapist for regression therapy and um, with these that have had alien abductions, how was it? How was it that you were chosen to be this person that they all come to? Well, it's kind of a long process, actually. Um, I was licensed as a psychotherapist in 1976 and was doing regular uh, therapy counseling work. And mm-hmm. I was thinking that with some people, I was doing what I call deeper work. In other words, uh, I would get them into nice, relaxed states to access from their own minds, um, you know, what would be helpful information uh, for helping them. And um, people began to point out eventually that I was doing hypnosis work, and I didn't think of it as hypnosis work, but I decided that I should take some courses in hypnosis to become certified, uh, and I did that. And then um, I met the woman who had founded the Association for Past Life Research and Therapies and got connected with that group uh, who were doing past life regression therapy and studied that with them for five years. And then by 1991, here I was doing quite a lot of regression work along with my regular therapy practice. And in 1991, uh, the first person came whose complaint was that he was having unusual visitors uh, who were not human uh, come to her in the middle of the night quite frequently and uh, taking her away and terrifying her. Uh, She was very traumatized by that whole sort of thing. So she Mm -hmm. wanted to do uh, to find out what had really happened with those unusual beings. So we began doing work together, and it turned out that these were what we now know of as extraterrestrial beings of various types uh, who did quite a a number of different things with her uh, during those encounters. We did six regressions. And in one of those regressions, uh, she had gone to bed that night with a very severe ear infection, a lot of pain, and the extraterrestrials came in the middle of the night, came over to her in her bed, and they rolled her over on her side, and then they worked on the ear um, on her upper side, and she could feel, she could see them out of the corner of her eyes, and she could feel them doing various procedures in her ear, and then they eventually left, and she was back into nice, deep sleep. And then the next morning when she woke up, she realized that she no longer had any ear pain at all and went to the doctor, and he declared it completely healed, so that that was a, a good thing to find out. And she yeah. Found out, she found out many other things in the various regressions. And then finally, after six sessions, she came in and she said, I feel honored and privileged to be chosen for these visits. And um, I don't mind them at all. I don't have any more fear and I'm going to move from my parents' house to a little cottage out in the wilderness with my boyfriend and carry on my life there. And she said, if the beings come again, which they probably would, um, she said, I don't mind. Uh, That's okay. And even my boyfriend doesn't mind. So that was a great beginning. And then since then, more than 2,000 other people have come specifically for regressions to uh, what they think were extraterrestrial encounters of various kinds. And some of those people have been able to come quite a number of times. So it's, I would say, at least 4,000 regressions I have conducted with people to their wow. extraterrestrial 
experiences. So that's a lot of material, and um, I've learned a lot. I've, I feel extremely privileged to be involved with this work, which I had certainly never expected to be. Um, but this is the way that things have worked out, and I'm very pleased about that. Right. Um, it's, it's, hi, Barb. Go ahead, Ema. No, no. Hi, Barbara. This is Ema. Um, I have uh, been listening to some other and reading on, on you, uh, you know, reading up on you, and you have some the most interesting stories about, um, you know, what is uh, about the people that you have helped. And from what I see is that it, there is an evolution that starts to happen from when you first started, and as you start to go, more people start to find out about you, and then you start to get into the hybrids, which is, I think, a very interesting story. But what I, my question is, um, do you feel in right now where times are at that it is people are more open and don't feel as much fear, okay, to great go question. and say to 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 go to you and also have this experience. Well, I think more and more people generally in the public are becoming aware that there is this phenomenon happening. Uh, they hear about other people having experiences with aliens and alien abductions, and of course, this is on a lot of our public media and um, on the internet and. Uh, many people go to UFO conferences and begin to realize that um, it's not only crafts that we see in the sky, but that with in many instances there are actual encounters with the beings on those crafts. So I think that just on the whole, um, there's more general awareness uh, that this sort of thing is happening Number one, that there are those beings. And number two, that they do come here to Earth in the crafts. And number three, that uh, many people, not all people, are having personal encounters with some of the beings. So people who used to come uh, for regressions with me back in the early 1990s, they tended to have more fear about the whole process and they would come with sort of fear and trembling of thinking they wanted to know what happened during those occurrences and yet they were afraid to find out too because they they didn't want to be further frightened or or traumatized or anything but what was apparent to me after doing probably or 50 or so regressions with 50 different people, with that, it seemed to be very helpful for the people who would come for those regressions. It was helpful for them to know what had occurred, even if some of what had in, occurred in the encounters was not to their liking. Um, in some cases, uh, procedures were done on them that they definitely did not like. But also, some of them found in some of the regressions that the procedures that were done by these extraterrestrials on the UFOs were actually beneficial to the person. In fact, sometimes they were even very helpful, such as the extraterrestrials doing physical healing with them, a healing that can, they... Can, 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 you, can you give us, can, can you take us through one of those experiences with us so the audience can understand and maybe connect with that? Certainly can. Uh, one of the many that stands out in my mind at the moment is a young woman who uh, was taken from her apartment after work one day and she, as far as she knew, she suddenly felt very, very tired and laid down on the sofa. 
And the next thing she knew was that the phone was ringing and it was three days later. So she had wondered for years what on earth or elsewhere uh, had happened. And we did the regression. And in the regression, we found out that she had been taken by some extraterrestrial beings and they had put her into a tube-like machine that she said reminded her somewhat of our MRI machines, uh, looking a bit different, but it seemed to have the function of scanning her body. And then she was removed from that machine, taken into another room by the extraterrestrials, and suspended prone in the air about six feet above the floor and she just was made to float there and that felt perfectly fine perfectly comfortable and then she noticed that there were many many thin colored laser lights that were coming to her body and it felt like through her body from all parts of the room from the ceiling, from the walls, from the corners, from the floor. And while this was going on for a long period of time, uh, she noticed that there was one particular extraterrestrial standing nearby, and he was telling her that were stopping the development of disorder that she had and had had for a few years without realizing it. And they said that this was a very severe blood disorder and they could stop it from developing further and yet they could not undo the damage that the blood disorder had already done before this occasion. So they said that they were starting, they couldn't, undo whatever damage had already happened, but at least they could prevent the disorder from developing. And if they did not prevent it from developing, she would die within a couple of years. And she was only in her 30s at that time, so of course she didn't want to die. And and then after they were through their procedure, They brought her back to her apartment and they left her on the floor this time instead of on the sofa. And she woke up, came to uh, with the telephone ringing from the people from work, wondering where she had been for the last three days. And of course, that was always very puzzling to her. Well, after this encounter, A few years went by, this was in the 1970s, and she eventually went to a doctor and had reason to have her blood tested as well as other organs in her body. And the results were that she did, that she had had previously a very severe blood disorder, but it seems to have stopped And the doctor said, you know, with this particular disorder, we've never known it to be able to stop before. It just keeps developing until the person dies. But something strange, something mysterious has happened here to stop the development of this disorder. So she didn't know at the time in the 1970s that this procedure had happened from the extraterrestrials, but when we finally did the regression to that experience in the early 2000s, suddenly it all made sense that that's why the doctor said the blood blood disorder had not continued to develop and had not, of course, killed her. So that was one of the outstanding examples of healing by the extraterrestrials. And there are many other examples as well. Uh, Some people have been healed of severe heart problems 
or kidney problems, spleen problems, liver problems, and some people have been healed from uh, things like stomach disorders or stomach problems, uh, acid reflex, um, all kinds of things. Broken bones, for instance, is another one where after the extraterrestrial healing, they've healed up incredibly fast, like even within a day or two. So, of course, the people who have had those healings, sometimes they knew consciously that the extraterrestrials had done this, and sometimes they didn't know for years that that had happened until they finally had a regression, and these details came out in the regression of reliving that experience. So they do a lot of things. I just have a real quick question. Do you think these individuals that are healed in that sense, in that way, are chosen? And if so, why? I mean, have you come to any conclusion on that? Yes. Well, they certainly are chosen for that. And they're chosen anyway uh, for having these encounters with the extraterrestrial. And people always wonder why. Like, why me? Why was... Why do I get to experience these things and other people around me don't? Well, one thing that seems to be showing up more and more is that at least some of the extraterrestrials like to follow certain genetic lines in the human beings whom they encounter. In other words, they like to find out um, what the genetics were of a great-grandmother and a grandmother and the mother and the um, child of that mother. And even when that child grows up, um, they want to find out about that child's children. So we know of about five generations uh, where an individual family has been studied. And that doesn't mean that every member of the family has been studied from generation to generation, but at least one member of the family in each generation has been uh, taken for a brief visit by these extraterrestrials and studied. So not all the extraterrestrials who visit are interested in studying the genetic lines of humans. Um, There are many, many different types of extraterrestrials who come, and they all have their own agendas. So they all have their own thing that they are particularly interested in uh, when they take people for these encounters. And there's a wide range of things that's happening with these encounters. Right. Now, do you think... Go ahead, Donna. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, Ema, go ahead. I knew you had a question. Um, do you think that um, the involvement from when you first started into where you are now, and because you've gotten to know so many uh, different civil, you know, I would say civilizations and different terrestrials, extraterrestrials, is there a commonality? Is there a particular group that shows up a lot that they? have a special interest? Well, some of the groups, uh, more than one type for for sure, uh, seems to be very interested in educating the human beings whom they take for these encounters. Um, In other words, they like to teach the humans certain skills. Um, A number of my people have found that when they're up on the UFO, for a brief encounter, which usually lasts one or two hours or so, typically. Um, But part of that experience is that the extraterrestrials are teaching them certain things. For instance, they are teaching them to do healing and to encourage them to come back to Earth and heal their fellow people and animals or anyone who needs the healing. 
And um, many people have had these experiences and have come back to Earth and have actually changed their careers and have become healers. Some of them have just begun healing with what they've learned from the extraterrestrials. And some of them have gone for special courses of healing, even without knowing about the encounter uh, where they were taught the healing. But in other words, they came back into their regular lives feeling like, hmm, I should be doing something else. I kind of sense that I should be doing healing of people. That seems very appealing to me more and more. I think I'll take a course in healing and, and really start doing that work. And then it may not be till years later when they choose to have a regression uh, to their suspicion that they're having extraterrestrial encounters. And it's, so it's not until that particular regression when they realize that their desire to do healing here on Earth with other humans was inspired by and taught by the extraterrestrials in one of their encounters. So some people are really grateful for being taught that because they they now have a career as a professional healer and really like the fact that they're giving so much help. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. psychic skills are the extraterrestrials. They're taught to um, use telepathy method of knowing what's in each other's minds and to be able to communicate telepathically with the few other people who know how to do that too. Um, and they're taught clairvoyance and um, extrasensory perception of various kinds and taught how to move things with their minds and how to pick up a lot of information from a person's object, like a watch or something. In other words, mm-hmm. and uh, so many people really have found they benefit from the skills that the extraterrestrials have have actually been teaching them. And some people, a couple of people, I have regressed, they both happen to be men, um, they were taken for one of these encounters, two separate people, two separate times. They don't even know each other. But each one was taken uh, for an extraterrestrial encounter and taught how to heal large masses of people. And they were told that they would be able to heal very large masses of people after forthcoming earth disasters like cyclones or earthquakes or, you know, any number of kind of disasters that could happen to us people here on earth. And mm-hmm. they that they would not remember the encounter consciously, as typically happens, um, and they might not remember that they were supposed to eventually do healing or how to do the healing, but when a disaster would happen, they would be downloaded with all that information again, and they would able to immediately go right into their healing large groups of people who would need it from the damage of that disaster. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, fascinating. Oh, yeah, fascinating. I, yes, absolutely. Fascinating. I And I want to, there's so much that I want to talk to you about, but I want to get to hybrids here because I think this is something you have so much research on it. And yes. there's so much that you, I would love for you, how did it develop, how did you go from an abductee to hybrids? And what is the story about that? Well, it, it, the story is very interesting to me because it happened very, very suddenly. 
and I certainly didn't expect it to happen. Um, I need to say, uh, first of all, that I had been aware from all the abductions that I had been doing that many people who were abducted um, saw on the ships, the UFOs, they saw not only the extraterrestrial beings, but beings that looked partly human and yet not completely human. So over the years and during many regressions where people were talking about these other beings, uh, we can we found out that they were hybrid beings, and some of them were finding out that, uh, like a woman would find out that her own eggs had been taken from her ovaries, and sperm had been taken from somebody, usually her husband, and then we found out through these regressions that the eggs and the sperm were mixed together on the ship by the extraterrestrials into a little dish. And then their extraterrestrial genetics and reproductive material was added. And then this was implanted as a new embryo uh, planted into that same mother's womb in one of those encounters. And she would gestate the baby for usually one or one and a half or maximum two months. And then she'd have another encounter and that little embryo would be removed from her womb. And we found out that the little embryo would be put in a tank of fluid on board the UFO and raised or gestated in that that little tank of fluid for nine months or so, well, probably seven or eight months at that point. And then eventually the baby would be born, in other words, taken out of that tank of fluid uh, to live in the regular air on the spaceship and would be wrapped in clothes and raised the way that we raise our babies and would continue to grow up and live on the ship. So we knew about those kinds of hybrids. But about 11 years ago, I was at one of the UFO congresses, and while I was putting mayonnaise on a sandwich at a kiosk in the hallway, uh, I noticed somebody came up and stood next to me and was reaching for the condiments also. And I turned to look at that person, and he looked at me, and I I sort of reacted with a big startled remark. And she said, what? And I said, well, I hope you don't mind my saying this, but you remind me of a hybrid. And she <laughs> said, I am a hybrid. So that woman was Cynthia Crawford, and she had to become very well known in the field of ufology and extraterrestrial interest. And she spent years channeling these sculptures that she was making of a whole variety of extraterrestrial beings. That she was one of their emissaries on Earth as a hybrid uh, to do the work of acquainting more and more people with various types of extraterrestrials by making these sculptures. So she was the first hybrid I met. And I was fascinated to think that, oh, I hadn't realized that ET human hybrids could actually live on Earth. But yes, here was one. And make a long story short, uh, the uh, next couple of years, um, I met another woman who was introduced to me. And when I first saw her, I immediately had the impression that she was a mantis extraterrestrial being. So when we were introduced and shook hands, I said, I hope you don't mind my saying this, but you remind me of a mantis being. And she said, 
good for you. I am a mantis being. So here she is, a human, and she has a lot of the genetics from actual mantis extraterrestrial beings. And those beings are very, very tall. They have huge eyes that sort of wrap around their head. And uh, they look kind of like a praying mantis. And that's why they're called mantis beings. And she knew uh, the planet that they came from. And she said that she is from that planet too. Now, what that meant was that she was actually born here on Earth in the regular way, as far as we know, but um, that because she had mantis genetics in her, uh, that they sometimes came and took her not only onto the spaceship, but to their planet called Estegan. And so she got to know what that planet was like from her people, the mantis beings. So after that, meeting that second person, I came to know a person actually on the telephone, somebody who called me from Kentucky, and she was giving me lots of reasons why she had reason to believe or to know, according to her, that she also was a hybrid. So I thought, well, here are three that I know about, and there may be more as well. Wouldn't it be nice to meet more? And these were all really wonderful people and uh, very talented people. And I thought, well, this is a good start. So I, I certainly had my eyes and ears open for more possible hybrids. And then on two occasions, uh, I was invited to gatherings of people in a home, in each case, a gathering in which there were experiencers of extraterrestrial contact and maybe one other person like myself who works professionally with them and also some hybrids. So in a two and a half day experience in a home with lots of group discussions and and individual conversations, I got to know a few more hybrids. So this was in about uh, 2013 and 2014, right after I came back from my second gathering of that type and feeling convinced that a few of those people were hybrids, I started receiving phone calls from a man in England, a man named Miguel Mendonca, who was a writer of books, and he had heard somehow that I was coming to know hybrid beings, and he was very, very interested in that topic. So he asked if he could call now and then and ask me questions about what I knew about the hybrids. I said, certainly he could. And after about the third conversation, he said, Barbara, let's you and I write a book together that I, he said, have already published five books. I'm familiar with the process. I know how to get books published. So would you cooperate with me? You can provide the hybrids. You know some of them personally. And together we will interview the hybrids. So we did that. And um, after a year of work, uh, we came up with a finished product, which was the book called Meet the Hybrids. And the subtitle, which I love, is The Life and Missions of ET Ambassadors on Earth. We usually just refer to the book as Meet the hybrids. It's available on Amazon. And um, so we interviewed eight people for that book, many, many hours of interviewing each one, and found out all about their experience of being ET human hybrids. 
and they had similar stories. Uh, they were made to be hybrids in about three different ways, but they all had the experience of being born here on Earth from regular human mothers and fathers, and they all had the experience of from the very earliest days of their lives feeling that they were very different than everybody around them. And they would tell their parents, you know, I don't feel like you are really my parents. I feel like my real parents are out there in space. And from the very earliest recollections, they each had plenty of visits by the extraterrestrial beings who had given them their genetics. And they welcomed these visits and they welcomed being taken away for an hour or two um, by these beings because they felt the beings were their true family and they were wonderful, wonderful beings, even though, of course, they look very, very different than we look and have different kinds of lives. But they were unconditionally loving every single one of those beings and taught them a lot and taught them the many skills that they now teach on earth. So the beings were encouraging them to do their mission on earth, which was basically to help humanity to evolve in consciousness. So all of these people uh, teach courses and give workshops and do individual counseling type of work and every one of them does healing work on people who come to them who need healing and they all receive downloads of information from their extraterrestrials and as I said have lots of visits with them which are very loving and uh, very positive so this type of hybrid living on earth is a wonderful addition to our humanity. And whoever uh, happens to know them or take courses for them or classes or read their books, uh, they really benefit and have their consciousness raised. And then in turn, uh, many of those people go on to share this with additional people. So basically, Mm -hmm. the... Humanity evolved in consciousness enough to be able to, as a humanity, be part of the great galactic federation that exists Mm -hmm. out there humans don't Mm -hmm. know about. And that Mm -hmm. federation many, many extraterrestrial species. And it's a very wonderful group where they make uh, decisions for improving all kinds of things in the cosmos and helping each other out. They would like to be seeing humanity as part of that council, but we're nowhere near it now because we have too many wars and too many killings and too much greed and nasty competition and, you know, the consciousness and so many people is really holding back the ones who want to develop and and raise in consciousness. So that's Mm -hmm. why the terrestrial beings uh, make certain human beings be hybridized so that the hybrids can do the work on Earth to help humanity, the kind of work that the extraterrestrials would love to be able to do, but they cannot come and live here because physiologically they are too different and would not be able to withstand our viruses and our bacteria and our food situation. They consume food in very different ways, according to Mm -hmm. many of So I think it's a wonderful program that there are these very positive, benevolent hybrids here. There may Mm -hmm. be many 
that I don't even know about. Of course, I'm just one person. Um, but I do know personally of about 18 people now whom I think, well, um, I know uh, the eight of them originally are hybrids. I totally trust that. But I think the, the rest of that 18 um, could very well be hybrids uh, because of the, the things they have told me and uh, regressions I have done on them. And so there may be many, many more besides that. There are probably hybrids mm-hmm. all over the world, and yet they would look like uh, members of that society, whichever society they're in. They would look mm-hmm. fully human. So it's a very interesting thing uh, that's going on. Fascinating. And, yeah, and, with, and I do believe uh, I do believe in the uh, Galactic Federation and that the Earth it has <clears throat> is 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 a place that nobody can really come over and take over, and then everybody has to have a contract, and and they only have a certain amount of time to oh, right. do yeah to do all of this that they can't just come in and go hi I want to do it. they have to pacify the Galactic Federation and they have to yeah so I'm completely yeah, definitely. I know what you're talking about. I know yes, what you're talking so about. It's, it's a very I'm stuck. I think going on, uh, and I'm I'm very grateful for it actually that we do have a number of people amongst us, you know, who are really very very high minded, high in consciousness. They've each said too the ones that we've interviewed for the book. Um, they've each said that. They have different frequencies uh, given to them by their extraterrestrials. And just by being here on Earth with their improved frequencies, that helps us too. That makes a difference here on Earth. So right. If, it, it raises, the, raises the, the, the vibration. Yeah. Is, is that right? Is that? Yes. I, okay. I see. Yeah. 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 Also, I can see that helpful the raised vibrations that these hybrids have um, they have been told is actually helping the earth itself because uh, we know that the earth has uh, had lots of depletion of its soil and lots of poisoning by all the nuclear and oil and terrible products that we've put into the earth and uh, the earth has been impaired in that way but by the hybrids being here and I hope they're all over the world um, that their frequencies actually can even begin to help the earth itself you know help the minerals help the water in the earth help the soil in the earth so that we can grow more nourishing food. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's quite hopeful. Uh, that oh my gosh. Are... There's, there's that the subject is endless. I mean, it's like, and Donna. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, and I know we're going to have to go, but I just have one last question, Barbara, and I would love to speak with you again. Um, have you had your own, encounter well i have i've had four that i know about and they were all uh, very very interesting and i'm extremely grateful that i had uh, had them the first one was um, i had been asking by just sending my words out into the air i had been asking extraterrestrials to please take me in england take me for the making of a crop circle because for 27 years I was going to England every summer and researching the crop circle phenomenon. And in 1994, when I really asked that, um, it, it actually happened that beings came to my hotel room at night and took me on to a small craft and we went and they uh, made a crop circle from this little UFO, a little sort of disc-shaped craft, 
and um, I heard it and uh, heard a swooshing noise from the ship and then they brought me back and the three beings who had taken me uh, returned me to my bed and I went to sleep sleeping very soundly for the rest of the night till the alarm clock went off. Now, I didn't know the details of that experience until I was back in the United States again and had a colleague regress me to the details of that experience. Then a few years later, uh, my car and I were uh, taken from one of the California highways, the 101 freeway, taken on board a craft, we were taken up in a beam of light, and basically the being there said he was downloading information from my brain for any of the types of extraterrestrials who were interested in what the people's experiences were with extraterrestrials, the experiences that were coming through the regression work. And so that was for information gathering from me, downloading that information from my brain. And then another time, a few years later, uh, in the middle of the afternoon, a very sunny afternoon in my home, suddenly there was a reptilian male being standing there. And he seemed, surprisingly, so friendly, so safe, so nice, that I went right over to him and shook his outstretched hand. And we held hands for a few minutes while he telepathically talked to me. It was a very fascinating, actually wonderful experience. And he said that he was here to give me my own experience in the light of day where I could clearly see him and feel him and look right into his eyes so that I would know that this really, truly does happen for many people, these visits by extraterrestrial beings. And he said he'd been sent as a friendly ambassador to give me that experience. You see, he and other beings knew that I was doing a lot of this regression work with people who had these extraterrestrial encounters. And they knew also that I was doing a lot of public speaking about these encounters, keeping the identity of the people private, of course. Um, but he knew that it was a big part of my life and of my professional work. and uh, But they also knew that every once in a while, if I was away in England or somewhere and not doing this work for a month or so, they knew that every once in a while I would think to myself, wow, I wonder if if all of that could really be true, really, really, really be true. And yet I'd come back and start doing the work again and would be totally convinced that, yes, this is real. This is really happening to these people. So that was a wonderful encounter. And the last one was right after I had finished writing my second book with a woman named Nadine Lalich. And uh, we had finished writing the book and we're just getting it proofread and ready for publishing. Um, and I had the experience of being taken up through the hallway of my life, uh, my home in the light of day and uh, taken up uh, not with beings or a beam of light. It seemed like I was just sort of sucked upward or drawn up um, not hurting or anything, was very comfortable, and put into what looked like sort of a fuzzy circle of substance of some sort, a very different kind of craft. And there, there were about 10 beautiful, very tall, thin beings, almost transparent, 
I could barely see their outlines. And they congratulated me and my co-author, who wasn't there, um, congratulated us on completing the writing of the book about people's encounters with extraterrestrial beings. That book is called Alien Experiences. And they were very aware of the content of the book and commented on it. And they were very aware of how I operate and how my co-author operates, what our different talents and skills and abilities were. And they commented on that very specifically and said it was a brilliant combination that the two of us had gotten together. Uh, I had all the material from people's regressions and a lot of insight from doing this work. And my co-author, Nadine, uh, had all the typing skills and editing skills and could connect us with a publisher and all of that wonderful work. Uh, So together we uh, pulled together a very nice book that the beings were very approving of, very happy of. So each of those four experiences were with different kinds of extraterrestrial beings, and each one of those experiences was very positive, and their experiences I was very grateful to have had. Well, just you know what you have such a it's it's such an incredible story and your life has been so incredible and I would love to have you back on again. We are actually running out of time, so we do have to wrap up the show. And thank you so much, Barbara. I you are fascinating. Oh, thank you, and I'd be happy to to be on your show again. Oh, we have so many thank questions. I know. I I I could just go on the next five hours but we're gonna to have to wrap it up and we'll we'll i'll send you an email and let's have you back on again because i know this could go on and on we, we didn't get it to crop circles so i want to talk about that time know, and, and we didn't get into about the women about the role of women and i mean it's just yeah lots of, yeah lots so of much so thank you barbara so so much we appreciate all you do and um and making it such not a scary experience you know people think of alien and they think it's so scary, but you know, you hear some of your stories, and they're actually really beautiful. And so, I want to thank you for that. Very appreciative. Oh, very welcome. It's understandable that it's scary, and most people, I regret, find that even if they're very scared to find out what happened, because of course the beginning of the encounter is alarming. It is scary, uh, mm-hmm. but very usually they find out that. Oh, okay. It's a relief to know what happened, that that it was very interesting, that it was okay, I'm okay. And these beings are, you know, some of them very, very good, and some of them are just simply not bad. Right, mm-hmm. right. I get it. Well, thank you so much. Ladies, thank we have to again. wrap up. So, Ema, I want to thank you, too, so much. As, again, wonderful co-host. And, uh, Barbara, you have a wonderful evening. Thank you again, Barbara. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was a great show, Ema. Amazing. Can you imagine the, I mean, there's so much. Oh, my gosh. We're definitely going to have her on again. I mean, she's got so many stories that could just go on forever. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did. I mean, I find these shows absolutely fascinating and it just blows me away and you know and she really does make it seem like it's not as scary as you think it is um once you hear the stories that some of these people tell you and and her own encounters um just uh, incredible i mean yes i mean and and i know and i know we we got to go but i'm just going to say that i think that it is so appropriate right now because everybody is consciously looking and they're trying to find out about a lot of their of what they're doing you know and their frequency they're everybody's searching right now and everybody's going into metaphysics and spirituality and it's a really a, a, a very discovery time and this is and it just seems like an involvement you know this is like a human involvement oh 100 percent, absolutely 
absolutely. And there's there's always something out there, and it's just we're we're tapping into it now, and I think we're becoming um, less. We're bringing the walls down. You know, we're we're letting this stuff happen and and wanting it to. You know, I think people are looking yes. forward to finding out what's out there. So, everyone, and, and, listen. And you know, and you know. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. No, I was just going to say, and you know what? What makes it easier for people is because look at all the stuff that were Avengers and Star Wars and Star Trek, and it has just become part of our consciousness. And people mm-hmm. have grown up in this, so it's not, you know. It's not right. strange like it was, say, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you know? It's just, anyways, right. I know we got to go. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We will talk real soon. <laughs>